From The Maltese Falcon by Dashiell Hammett I'm willing to help you. I've done what I could so far. If necessary, I'll go ahead blindfolded. But I can't do it without more confidence in you than I've got now. You've got to convince me that you know what it's all about. That you're not simply fiddling around by guess and by God, hoping it'll come out all right somehow in the end. This is Gothic. Season 4 of the Gothic Podcast may contain sensitive material not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, Sojourners, to the final episode of our City of Mist season. As we wrap up Season 4, the next time you hear us, if you're not watching us on one of our live Twitch streams... Then uh, the next time we'll be back is for the retrospectives. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. But there'll be a season five as we continue (laughs) following our contemporary now characters as they hunt down Lazarus Kane in his last readout, the tower that is at the end of all things. We should probably play Dread, which is a horror game where you play Jenga. Oh my um, god! You pulled Jenga, Jenga Terror blocks. All things is just Jenga. Uh, yeah, I just ran a Jenga or a, a Jenga game. I just ran a Dread game the other night, and um, I uh, I highly recommend checking it out, uh, Sojourners. If you like Jenga, if you like horror, if you like uh, these sort of improv kind of games, like what we play here on the Gothic Podcast, do check out Dread. I have a Jenga drinking game. That I feel like would be an excellent combo. You do a combo. Yeah, you do a combo. Now, so just drink responsibly and only for 21 plus if you're in the U.S. uh, Mm -hmm, Less mm -hmm. if you're elsewhere. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm aware of naughty Jenga. Well, then we could combine (laughs) all three. Well, wait, maybe. (laughs) We just like put all the things in a bucket and shake it up. (laughs) That requires the mature tag on on, um, iTunes. (laughs) it's only for patreons only for patreon no that's good yeah we could do that (laughs) oh my god join our join our patreon Patreon. there's stuff this took a turn there's stuff (laughs) come check us out and maybe even get some pg-13 action (laughs) unrelated (laughs) just had some toast with honey from my mother's bees my mother um has bees i just visited her we uh started making some mead which uh, nice. will be done here in uh, less than, um, well, by the time this episode comes out, actually. You made some mead. You got stabbed. What else got, could have gone Oh, I got stabbed by a rooster while I was home, too. Yeah. Uh, that rooster did not make it, by the way. Yeah, stabbing Patrick, it turns out, is fatal. No, no, it wasn't because, of, I mean, it kind of <laughs> was. But uh, a, a raccoon got into my mother's chicken house and took out half of her chickens. And it was very sad. 
and the rooster apparently didn't do a whole lot to protect uh, from the uh, from the raccoon, and so mother took out both More of them. More intent on stabbing her son than protecting her chickens. <laughs> yeah. So wait, your mother killed the rooster because he was a weenie? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> like legit. I just wanted to be sure. I just I I will just feel bad if if the rooster like managed to fend off the raccoon for the rest of the night saving half of the chicken coop and then right. that's his reward. But I don't feel too terribly bad because I still have the wounds from the spurring that the chick or that that rooster gave me as it attacked me from behind for no reason. Yeah. I mean, come on. He had it coming. I mean, I still might lose the leg. Who knows? <laughs> you still go gangrenous. If I get a big enough axe, then it'll... Uh... This uh, episode has a uh, content warning of gangrene, um, <laughs> violence to animals, and animal violence. <laughs> and that's just in the preface. It's not even in the, not even in the game reply. <laughs> We're two minutes in. <laughs> We're two minutes in. Sojourners, when last we left our rifts, they had just faced off against Hensley, Baz's cult leader. You know, fun time cult stuff. <laughs> fun times. Fun time cult stuff. The new theme park. Snake bites. Burning buildings. <laughs> there were men in gray, the fedora people. <laughs> there was Hensley and a mad lab. There was Echo with their mythos being sucked out of them and all that happened. If you want the details, go back and listen to the last episode. But Cadence cleared away for the team to escape back down the death tunnel, back down toward the Bronco waiting at the edge of the quarry from which billows forth clouds and fog and mist. But as Cadence exits the lab and enters the death tunnel, she flings Hensley away from her, having just been keeping him captive a scalpel to his throat and she shifts over to the ghost roads in order to make her get away from Hensley and his many needles. Well, there in the ghost roads, she finds that there are tendrils of mist wreathing around, weaving around, sensing, teasing, sniffing around, but more so as they tangle as the snakes weave together into a tapestry of mist, of fog, you see things around you, around the asylum here in the southwest hills of the city. Cadence, you see almost in a weird way, it's, it's, uh, it's like this visual where you can see the people and things that are happening all over the asylum in kind of a gray on black silhouette but you don't see the physical barriers you don't see the floors you don't see the walls you don't see the ceiling i'm thinking about the those uh bad movies from the 80s where they had some sort of infrared or something that could like look into the building and see everything going on but it kind of ignores the building itself and all this is in layers of gray and white and black mm -hmm. and you see what's happening elsewhere in the building, you see Ariel held up in a cocoon of some sort. You can't see what that is. There's no, there's nothing to show you that, but she's held up in the air. Sea lob. And 
<laughs> you see a figure that you instinctively know is the huntsman, a large figure, an axe in one hand, a bear trap in the other. Hard to tell. You see people that the Dunahan instinctively knows are those soon for death, members of the men in gray, the Fedora people fighting the huntsman. And there's something else there in that space, something bigger than all of it, bigger than you, bigger than the asylum, but contained in a globe, in a sphere of intense white. It is, as far as you can tell, as far as you can sense, that increase, that captured mythos that was being sucked off of Echo. Not just that, though. The the mythos sucked off of everyone that the Fedora people have brought back here to the asylum. The ability they have to augment, to increase, to guide, and to shape what the mist does to the people of the city. You see all of that. You see the other Fedora people on different levels um, rushing around doing inexplicable things. It's hard. You can't tell what they're doing. You even see the still blazing car in that sort of non-visual sense, that, that white on gray on black sense at the door, still blazing as the as, as certain other members of the people who work here, who live here, who rule from here, try to put that out. And then you are passing on through the ghost roads, moving quickly, moving fast, moving moving as fast as you can without your carriage, without your horses, but that is fast enough. Your cloaks flapping, your cloaks cracking in this ghost space. But the things you've seen, the mist that is here, it does show you these things, but it also lashes out like a snake. It cracks and pops. You have passed into the ghost roads to make it to your friends who are probably moving fast because Baz has almost certainly thrown Echo over his shoulder and is running full tilt toward the Bronco, despite his own impediments because of the drugs and such. He would have tried, yeah. I need you, Cadence, to take the risk. Okay. So I'm trying to catch up with him. Yeah. And you're trying to be able to get out of the ghost realms unharmed by the mist that's also here, unharmed by what you have seen. Somehow you feel that it can psychically damage you in some way. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Take a risk. I would really like to use something from stage presence, but I don't think I can justify that. So I'm going to just use the things that I have. So, Janus, for those of you following along with the rules at home, uh, between sessions, we have geeked out during credits and have restored all of the crew themes to our team. Yeah, um, I also took an improvement on stage presence, uh, which is getting good at this. So I picked a common move, and uh, with when I use my training theme book, Take a Risk is Dynamite. Um, but I don't think that I can. <laughs> I don't think that I can just justifiably use performance or uh, all eyes on me or crowd pleaser because I'm just trying to beat a bunch of mist. Oh no! So I did not pick those things, and unfortunately, I rolled a six, uh, which is a failure, uh, a miss. Mm. 
Is there anything Cadence is doing or can do to indicate that she's in trouble? I don't see how. Probably not. Yeah, she's in a different plane of existence. About a scarab communicator. I'm not even sure that can communicate into the ghost realms. I don't even know, man. I don't think so. I think you just have to take it. Mm -hmm. Okay. What you see as you crash out of the ghost road, as you leave the ghost roads, is... The huntsman there in this visual you have of the asylum, you see the tendrils of his very essence being pulled into that globe of power. And as you break out tendrils whipping at you, take dazed by the mist too. Oh, boy. (laughs) And then you are out stumbling ahead of Baz and Echo as they emerge from the tunnel right next to the Bronco that is still parked outside that you had left only a half an hour, 45 minutes at tops before. But you're all together. There are no immediate threats. What do you do? Uh, Turn back to the guys and um, I imagine probably kind of staggering <laughs> and just be like, the, the, the Fedora people, they have the There's a big orb and it's full of the power that they're pulling from the mythos. The huntsman is there and he's being dragged into it. Oh, God, and I've just gotten us out. Can the orb be broken? I don't know. Good enough. Baz is going to set Echo down and run off. (laughs) 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 Zoop. Just set me down and run away. But where? No one, (laughs) Baz never knows where he's running. I was going to say, Patrick, if I I were to like map this, uh, the whole happening that you just described onto the physical reality of the asylum, where would you say this was? It's tricky to do because of the way the visual was. So I would say you Mm -hmm. need to roll investigate for this. Okay. I will give you, however, a uh, a plus one uh, for having seen that overlay. Oh, good grief. I really don't have anything I can add for this. You all did research on this place. If Baz doesn't run off or if Echo, well, Echo didn't really do research on this. I did asylum. no fucking research. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Baz it's only if, did, if only if Baz doesn't run off, uh, could Baz help you out by you kind of just saying, I saw this and I saw this and, and then Baz I kind see, of trying was, to. It was in a big room and Ariel was there. So she had to have gone through the front door and. You know, it was big enough to hold this big thing, and there were all these uh, um, uh, fedora guys there. Baz has started to run off. Does he continue? Baz, wait! Oh, okay, uh, yeah, I, I looked up the blueprints, and maybe it could be here. Help point. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, this is investigate? Yes. With a power of two. Um, I rolled an eight. Nice. Uh, clues one-to-one to ask the MC about a question. Da-da-da-da. Okay. Um, okay, so first question, uh, 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 what's the best way in? <laughs> Wrong game. How do no, I protect how... the victims? <laughs> Astonishingly enough, you can ask any question you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, okay, so what do I think at this point is the best way to get to where this is happening? So, you know of the two entrances, mm-hmm. and really, although the fastest way is to go through Hensley and the Fedora people who are back in the lab. That's not maybe the best way. You didn't see, you saw some people trying to put out the fire, but there weren't nearly the numbers that were in the lab. And so probably going through the front door is an option. Although 
the asylum is big and Baz had, you know, looked at the blueprints and there uh, is another way in a side entrance, but you don't know anything about it. If you can get through that side entrance, that's probably the best, best route because you don't recall seeing any figures there. They're all busy elsewhere. Okay. Don't you want the other one to be, where is the globe on the blueprints? Uh, yeah, where is it on the blueprints? There is a big atrium in the middle of the asylum. It has a high ceiling, but there are floors above it. But each of those floors, the ceiling or the floor of that floor is made of heavy-duty glass, providing a skylight all the way up. Sounds familiar. Your contemporary now. Oh, fuck it. Visitors would have recognized the um, setup quite uh, handily. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> from the house. And even you have a sort of a residual. Weird deja vu. Weird deja vu about that. But yeah, there's a fountain on that main floor there. Or at least that's what's in the blueprints. But where that fountain is, is where that globe of power Okay. Of mythos is just where the mythos is. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. Get in the car. Let's drive back to the front entrance. Unless Baz, you think you you think we can get through the side? I think we can get through the side, or it it it's under that skylight, right? Yeah, but I can't drive onto the roof. I I can climb, or can you? If you know. cadence, if you want to, and I know I'm putting a lot of rolls on you right up front. Yeah. But I want to suggest to you that you could. <clears throat> stop holding back yeah and yeah. essentially teleport your car to anywhere you want it to go <laughs> into the center with your logos of one with my logos of one i totally forgot stop holding back is that <laughs> yep it is only going to be plus one. Oh god this is a pretty big this is high risk too this is a fairly climactic moment of things. Oh, God, it's the time, though. It's not the ultimate, but I'd say you don't come back from that. I say that that's a pretty big, pretty big thing to be able to do is teleport anywhere you want to go. Yeah. That's a pretty big move in your uh -huh. abilities. So in a no return on Stop Holding Back to remind everyone, on a 7 to 9, you would replace one theme on a 10 plus you mark fade, crack, and burn all the power tags on one theme. Wow. Um, on a fail, well, you pay the price given for seven and nine, but you also lose control over your powers. Or fail to use them as planned. Yeah. And then I decide how and what those consequences are. Oh, God. Okay. 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 Let's try the side entrance. And if that doesn't work, uh, I have an idea, but let's go now. Get in the car. Okay. But Cadence, the, that, Globe, whatever they were doing to the Huntsman in defense of the Asylum was sucking power off pretty fast. Yeah, we we have to, if it's going to take more than like... Ariel's there too, and she's very powerful as well. Both of yeah. them are near Avatar status. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Baz, if, if you think we can get in with a minimum of time spent, then we'll, we'll, we can try for that. I think I can climb fast. I don't, I don't know about the rest of you. I think maybe if we come at it from two directions, it's even better. I'm not talking about climbing, my man. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if you can get us there, get us there. All right. Okay. All right. Get in the car. We're going to try something. Baz is going to uh, reach into his pocket and pull out a, a figurine of a gargoyle that he carved. 
and he's going to grip it real tight, just like the ones he gave to his uh, little cousins. And uh, once the guys are in the car, I'm I'm going to stop holding back with a power of one. I don't want to look. Oh, I'm so anxious. Oh, shit. Not on that tab. What is it? Oh, son oh of a- no. <laughs> I rolled a miss. I rolled a five. All right. Mark fade, crack, and burn all the power tags on one theme. You oh, try this. But again, the ghost roads, the mist is there. It's so powerful here at the asylum. So powerful here at the nexus of its power that it's there. As you travel through the ether, the mist, snake tendrils reaching out almost from the weird darkness beyond your roads that you travel, reach out, tear the carriage apart, oh. pull off wheels, pull off the, the, the bench in the front, pull the horses screaming out into the dark. And as you all tumble to the ground, the real ground, not the ghost road grounds, you tumble in different places throughout the asylum. Oh, no. (laughs) Separated. Only Echo appearing before the convocation of angels. (laughs) No. Smells cardamom and cinnamon and <laughs> lace. And... You angel wing into town. Why you gotta fuck with me like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Baz, you land. You fall like from about eight feet up. Crash down onto the top of the burning car that Ariel had crashed through the front doors. Cadence. Mm-hmm. You also fall from three feet or so, crashing onto the gurney in the lab. Oh, no! Collapsing it <laughs> as you find yourself in the midst of the the people who are there, the fedoras and the and Hensley. Oh, God. Echo, you, however, fall also about eight feet, crashing onto the old cracked tiles in the atrium with a conflict of enormous proportions happening. You see where the fountain was on the blueprints. You see a huge globe of energy. Is it in glass? Is it in crystal? What is that? It doesn't, you can't tell, but you see this swirling of various shades of gray. It is the mist and you see tubes and things coming up to that globe from below. Even as you watch, there's there's essence flowing into it, giving it more power. But also in a Tesla coil kind of way, the there's sparking out from it. Although there are Fedora people, there are the men in gray moving all around, firing guns, um, using their various weapons and tools. This globe is not pulling anything from them, but it is pulling things from the giant of a man, the six and a half foot tall. 300 plus pound all muscle guy who is standing there, an axe in one hand, a chain and a bear trap in the other. And he's cutting down fedora people left and right nearby, held up by the hour of the globe, the sparking of tendrils from it 
sapping power both from the Huntsman and her is Ariel. Ariel in that garb that you saw her in in the forest, the leathers and the leather red hood and the swords and such, but unconscious in any case, trapped there. She, her guns on the floor below her, the energy being pulled out of her, the mythos being pulled out of her and into that sphere in the center, just like it's being pulled out of the Huntsman, just like it is now being pulled out of you. Yeah, so Echo is totally just setting themselves for, uh, like, defending against some kind of other interference, like what happened before, and just totally wants to create an aura of protection around themselves and hopefully extend it to their friends. That sounds like something you haven't really done before with your powers. Is that a stop holding back? Oh, it is. Trying to protect others. It's not so far away from things you've done before, I suppose. Uh, We'll go with significant on this. Okay. Result of nine. On a seven to nine, on a significant, mark fade, crack, and burn all the power tags on one theme. Do you extend this to the Huntsman or just to Ariel? Um, This is your choice. You can do whichever one you want because you are succeeding here. It's just burning out your ability on one of these theme of your mythos or logos. Uh, That doesn't make sense, though, because I use different things. Um, It could represent you leaving more of your logos behind and embracing more of your mythos. So I could see, you know, any of your theme books being able to be affected by this. Also, you don't have your singing sword at the moment, so. I don't. The the thing that makes the most sense is the siren song. I was trying to use Impenetrable Mind. Um, So if I'm marking fade on that and burning all of the power tags. Who are you protecting with this song? Just Ariel or Ariel and the Huntsman? Uh, Just Ariel. You burst out in sound and there's just this ripple of power that just goes throughout this room. The skylight above breaks and glass falls down around everyone like snow. The connection between Ariel and the globe, between you and the globe, breaks. It falters between the Huntsman and the globe, but then it picks back up. Uh, Ariel falls from where she was being held aloft. She crumples into a pile um, on the floor. The Huntsman howls out his displeasure at this. And he says, I'll kill you all. And swings his axe more at uh, the others. He looks at you and he says, help me destroy those who would keep us quiescent. And one of the one of the Fedora people, um, she looks at you uh, and says, no, why did you do that? No, you're going to make him even more powerful. We've got to stop him. We've got to stop this. We can't let the mythos. We can't let it go wild. Then we cut over to Baz, who's just landed and made a very large dent in the top of a big black limo. But you're tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. There are um a few fedoras around. Uh they have fire extinguishers and uh are attempting to put out the fire. There's only about three of them though. Jesse, can I get the F bomb? <laughs> Jesse, if you would be so good. The F bomb, if you please. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so fuck those guys. Well <laughs> to those guys. Um, how far am I from the door? 
And so, I, I mean, I, I looked at the blueprints. I know where stuff is. I think I know where this power ball is. If the fastest way to get to this mythos ball is to pop back out the door, climb up, and then, like, across the roof, down through the skylight, uh, that's what I'll do. However, if the door to the room, I mean, I want to do what, what works best. So if the room with the mythos ball is right ahead of him, Baz would just go through the door. It's down a corridor, and it is a bit of a maze of, of halls and such to go through, but it is in front of you. Probably easier than climbing up to the roof and going through four or five skylights. Probably, you know, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> but not as cool. <laughs> oh, I've got something. It'll be cool. Okay, so first important question is, is all of this, like, falling you know, through the the sky and crashing into a car. Is that enough that it might be able to let Baz himself do uh, change the game and try to shake off the uh, lingering effects of being uh, drugged? Mm -hmm. Sure, that seems reasonable. Yeah, the the pain of the landing, the fire, actually probably a little bit startling. The fact that you see guys with fedoras dropping their fire extinguishers and starting to pull out strange objects that probably will affect you in some horrible way. Um, so yeah, change the game. Okay, cool. And does dazed apply to this role? It will apply to the role because that's what you're, that's what you're trying to take out. Yeah. Uh, Sojourners, this isn't exactly how city of mist is played, but Hey, we don't know how to play this game. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if y'all don't mind, I'm going to go and use fight song for this. He's going to going to be, we're the fucking ones boom, who recall. Boom, chaka, boom, <laughs> boom, 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 chaka, boom, boom. It's a, it's a mixed success. It's a nine. Almost, almost got the full. Okay. So what does that do at a, at a nine? I mean, I'm wanting to get rid of the status, but if a mixed success is, is just a minus, minus to my power, then that's. Well, no, the, the nine gives you one-to-one -one juice uh, still. So you could still just use it twice on the reducing a status. Yeah. That's what go. I'm after. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, uh, he shakes it off. He's not dazed anymore. He's he's in the moment, <laughs> dialed in, scared as hell, <laughs> running through that door and like punching the fist with the gargoyle uh, figurine in it up in the air as he comes through the door. The fedora uh, guys do have an effect that comes along with their appearance, um, such as it is. Uh, you do need to make a face danger as one of them lifts a mind-blanking ray at you. Oh, my God. Right. Nice. Uh, okay. Are there any special considerations I need to apply to this? It's not connected, so you can use power tags that you just used. So I'll use their flash because I'm moving quick. Uncanny agility because I'm dodging, sneaking, and hidden. Okay. Uh, and I have to face danger. Dang it. I cannot roll worth a damn tonight. None of us can tonight. Jeezy crazy. I literally rolled a four. So power four. <laughs> I got an eight. Eight with power of four. You take their status, but with a minus one tier. And so, yeah, you are moving quick. You're dodging from side to side. You're trying to get out of their line of sight to be sneaky uh, and hidden. But you're eh, there's it's so much. Um, and you feel some of your memories, you know, draining away a bit of a, a fog happening 
this isn't going to do anything negative to you at the moment. Okay. But it uh, becomes a it becomes a status working more or less on a on a kind of on a spectrum for you, but mind fog too. It's not going to affect much. But if you get hit with more of them, then it becomes one of those things where you don't remember. You're suddenly going to be somewhere else, and you're not going to know how you wound up there until you okay. fi- figure out uh, how to remember. Okay, so it's sort of cumulative. So is it my? It was mind fog three, and it's reduced to two from having a partial success. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So I get through the door. You're running down a hallway. You know the maze of corridors you need to go to. You leave the fedoras behind. Cadence. Yeah. You know where you are. Yeah. And it's not good. Yeah. You don't know where your friends went to, uh-huh. but you got to figure that you got the worst of it because you are back here in this lab. I better have got the worst of it. Um, are the dudes still on the stairs or have, the, have they gotten all the way down at this point? They, they're all down in the lab now. Yeah, it's been it's been a couple of minutes. I mean, you you took a little while to get out to the to the Bronco and then there was some talking in the Bronco. Yeah. So they're down here. They've been helping. Hensley as his old cult leader and also ringleader here, or is he just somebody who works here? It's unclear. But they did stop when you threatened him before. So the stairs are clear. Uh, They're surprised, just like you are, that you just appeared out of nowhere and crashed into the gurney. You can try it again if you want. I'm just going to bolt for the stairs. Take the risk, because that is definitely something daring, risky, or outright stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So many of my power tags are burnt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Should I take any stage presence things? All eyes are on me. You could just tap dance your way across. Hell yeah. I'm performing. Yeah. I'm like, yes, pay attention to me for sure. Tap my weakness again, too, then. However, when I use Take a Risk with tags from this theme book, if I roll a 12 plus, special things happen. Um, all right, take a risk. Whew. There you go. Hey, That's what you needed for your stop holding back. I, early. I rolled a 12, so that Aww. means this move is dynamite. Take two juice and use it to choose effect improvements from change the game, which is over here. Does scale up the effect count as moving really quickly? I want to run really fast. <laughs> yeah, so you essentially get three improvements. Is that how that's working? Can I? Prolong the effect, which is to say move quickly for, like, multiple rooms that I move through. Sure. Uh, and then also scale up the effect, i.e. move more quickly. Describe it. Yeah, I'm just running. I'm not trying to use any ghost threads or anything like that. Cadence is just panicking and running. I don't know what's happening. I don't know where my friends are, but I know that that thing is upstairs and I have to get up there. And so I'm just going to flat out run. And thankfully, Cadence is, um, even though she drives everywhere, is not too shabby in the uh, pedestrian department either. <laughs> so she's just hauling butt up the stairs and uh, and moving through whatever she finds up at the top. So, yeah, you leap off of the gurney, which is already, I mean, it crashed underneath you anyway. It went kind of splaying out one direction on its wheels. Uh, you wound up on your butt kind of, you know, next to it. Things scattered all around that mm-hmm. tube right above you. Uh, not doing anything at the moment, but you know that it could. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hensley's nearby. He's kind of brushing off some bandaging that's being done. He looks real bamboozled right now. He's like, what? Where did you come from? 
then there's there's you you just fallen and it's like he's wide-eyed they're wide-eyed they don't have time to get their their various devices out even and you are taken off you hit the wall just bam and then almost immediately you're just clattering your way up the stairs um on your dancing shoes <laughs> then you're at the door at the top and you're flinging it open and then you are just running outright you also have seen the blueprints um, at least what Baz has shown you, and you are taking off pell-mell toward the room where you know the sphere is, the fountain room, or somewhere else? Yeah, no, I'm going to head towards the atrium. I have no idea where uh, either of my friends are, but uh, by God, I'm going to get there. Baz and Cadence are both running full out toward the atrium and what waits there. Echo is already there. Echo, you just... Spread your power out. You just took out the connections of this globe thing that is sucking mythos power into it to somehow give the uh, men in gray power over the mist, to augment the mist, to make it more powerful, to shape it the way they want it shaped, to cover the city how they want it covered. That's what's happening there with that globe, according to what Cadence was saying anyway. Do I hear anything from Cadence or Baz at this point from where I'm at? No. Okay. No idea where they are. It's you, Ariel, the Huntsman, and a dozen fedoras. And the Huntsman is laying into them with axe and, and bear trap and calling on you to help him. And they're calling on you to help them. Against the Huntsman. Okay. It's for the best. It's for the best. We can't have chaos again. Just like a really strong stop. And I'm going to try and like reverse the effect that I felt when they were pulling the mist out of me and instead try to draw the mist into me. Oh, that's a stop holding back for sure. And that's not a little one. Oh, that's an ultimate. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do it, oh. but y you can start doing it and feel how powerful this is. It's a biggie. Uh, you need a 10 plus on this. And even on a 10 plus, you'll be replacing one of your themes. Yeah. If you get a seven to nine, you are killed, destroyed, or transformed forever. You feel the potency of what you are doing. And this begins to happen even as Cadence and Baz skid into the room. So they get, they'll get to see what's happening here, although they won't be able to affect it because it's a stop holding back if you choose to do it. And it will... It's only roll with logos. It's a mild success. Through my notebook. Oh, shit. Echo, how do you envision this starting? Oh, what you're wanting to do is pull, is reverse it all. You're wanting to pull all of that mythos that's in the globe that is allowing the mist to be controlled and shaped. You're wanting to pull that all into you. How do you see that happening? So I imagine like this moment where just digging deep into all of that mythos that I had burned and just reaching for every ounce of strength and power, pulling back at the mist that was torn from me um, and just continuing to con to pull just just pull all of that energy. And it starts with like a, a like a low hum, like a and it just like slowly builds um into like a really really high pitch as i draw more and more and more cadence baz what you see 
is the scene that I described earlier. You see Ariel on the floor. You see the huntsman tossing fedoras aside left and right. And you see Echo. You see Echo standing. They are radiant. They are something else, something other than Echo in this moment. What does that being, your mythos, look like, Echo? We've seen hints of it before in the cathedral, but what do we see now? Now we see almost like pure light. There's like like a star in the middle of the room as just gets brighter and brighter with the pulses of the sound waves that are just emanating from this area. And just a bright flash all of a sudden. After that flash, you all felt the call. You all feel it in not just your bones, not just your soul, in your essence, in every pore, in every cell. You hear the call of the siren, the song of the siren. Come to me. Be part of me. Be me. Be. Be here. Be with me. Come to me across this sea. And you feel your own mythos being pulled out of you and toward Echo. You see the huntsman shrinking almost as mythos is pulled out of him and toward the siren. You see it happen to Ariel, whose clothing shifts and ripples, fades back into that of Ariel's rather than that of that apocalyptic little red riding hood. And the globe bursts and the fragments of it freeze but that which is within does not freeze it all flows out in a great howl of fable and fairy tale and story and myth and tale and secrets and things and ideas and those Tales told around firelight and in front of fireplaces. All the things that the fedoras have taken from the people of the city whose mythos came out and became too much for the fedoras to want out in the world for whatever their goals, their aims are. All of that has been collected into this globe of power, and now it has burst, and it is all flowing like a river toward Echo. Baz, Cadence, do you do anything in this moment? You're feeling yourself, yourselves, your mythos cells being pulled out of you. Would it make sense, given Baz's focus on the occult and knowledge and understanding what's going on with the supernatural, or whatever you want to call it, for him to do an investigate at this moment to figure out what is the right thing to do? Sure. Okay, that would be occult knowledge, trove of knowledge, research skills, and coded journal. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we'll allow the journal. Sure. Okay, cool. Uh, that's a 10. All right. With a power of four. And four questions. How can I save Echo? Echo is transforming. In your studies, there's never been anything like this. There's, I mean, this is unprecedented. This is unknown. It could, none of the rest of you could have done this. What is happening here? Echo is the siren. The siren is echo. The siren is want, is longing, 
is desire is the call. The only one of you who could have called this power to them to save Echo, to save what you know of Echo may not be possible because this power is going to transform them beyond what they were. Transformation is fine, but what can I do to save Echo's identity in this? The only thing you've got, the only thing you can think of is just to try to remind them of who they are, to give them memories, moments you've had together, maybe even moments they didn't know you had together, moments you've seen them working in the in the studio or moments during this crazy last few weeks here in the city. Okay, that's one. How do I defeat the Mist Minions? Their power comes from the globe. It's the globe is destroyed already. They pro- they still have remnants. And so how do you defeat them? They're now probably going to be at their weakest here in the next few hours. And at their weakest, they're going to be, yeah, their power over the city over you is going to be lowest. So the answer to that question is they can be done so, but through normal means, but soon <laughs> before they're able to, you know, regroup. Is there a way I can use the unleashing of this mythos power to restore the people we lost in the reign of bodies? That's a big question. That can be a yes or no. <laughs> sort of. You can't bring them back. There's some things that just can't. Cadence can't bring them back. And so. Fine. <laughs> but in this swirl of energy, in this wave of the mythic all around you, you realize that it's not one or two. It's not a half a dozen. It's not special ones in the city. Every single man, woman, child, non-binary person in this city is also conduit to a myth. You can't bring the people back, but you could bring the myths back. Okay. You would need Cadence to do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she's got a other side conduit. Will more people be hurt by unleashing the mythos or containing it? What you've also seen here is maybe a slight leaning toward you think you could put it back together but the mist exists the mist is something that maybe they broke into back there in that quarry maybe it didn't matter maybe it seeped out through the groundwater maybe it seeped out through the caves but this power is what's been allowing the keepers of the mist the fedora people, the men in gray, that, that's what allows them to use it. It's what allows them to make it to make the mist more powerful. If this just keeps on going like it is right now, then they won't have that power anymore. They'll only have the minor abilities given to them by their contraptions, by their devices, by their um, mystical knowledge of the mist and such. The mist will still exist, but will it contain as well as it was underneath the fedora people no will there be a mass uprising of mythos awakening of people to their mythos yes and will that result in death and pain and suffering almost certainly will that outweigh the subjugation of 
being under the power of the Fedora people, that's, you've got to make that decision. What hurts more? Okay, well, he knows what he wants to do. But the first thing he wants to do is go and uh, wade through whatever maelstrom is surrounding Echo and hold or cradle Echo in his arms and tell him that that one time when Baz thought he was unobserved and was was just playing his heart out on the drums uh, at the metal shop and feeling the vibrations uh, through his feet and through his arms and then through the the speakers uh, that were in that recording room that weren't normally there, uh, that shouldn't have been there, but that Echo had set up to be there uh, so that, that Baz could really feel it that one time. And Baz hadn't known that Echo had done that, but when he looked up after the speakers kicked in and he really felt the vibrations and Echo was there behind the glass and he's just going to whisper or, or yell <laughs> if it's noisy, <laughs> you know, whatever he needs to do to be heard to Echo. Thank you for letting me feel the music. Echo hears a voice through all of this whirlwind mass. But before Echo makes a roll, Baz, you are close now to this siren song. I need you. And again, this isn't exactly canon for City of Mist, but it's because of what's happening right here. I need you to roll face danger. And it's against three fade marks. And if you get six or below, flip a mythos. I want to help as you're, you know, taking hold of Echo and whatever way makes sense to do that. Um, you find that uh, Cadence is there on the other side, also holding Echo from the other side. Oh, right in the fields. That also puts you pretty close to the sucking off of Mythos power there, Cadence. Yeah, I know, but we need a group hug right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Okay, cool. So I'm facing danger. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to protect the vulnerable and embrace Echo. So I want to use protect the vulnerable and get behind me. I'm hoping occult knowledge will help. And I'm I'm moving real fast to get to him, to get to them. Sorry. I'm moving real fast to get to them. Uh, so I want to use there in a flash. And I've got to help. Is there anything else that should apply here? How about synchronicity? Ooh, sure. Yeah. Either that or three heads are better. Yeah. All right. I'm facing danger. Facing danger. Yes. It's a 12. Face danger is dynamite for me. Oh, nice. You take no fades. Cadence. Mm -hmm. Same thing, though. Yeah. Yeah, but you can also take a help because on the other side is the group hug going on. I will even give you the same crew theme bonus. Oh, cool. Okay. Because you're essentially doing the same thing at the same time. Screw the rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to tap performance and crowd pleaser. And I'm just going to um, I'm just going to sing to Echo. We are the ones who do recall and wait for the response and face danger. Uh, I also rolled a great success with a total of 10. When we saw the bodies fall. We are the ones who do recall. When we when saw the, bodies, the fall. bodies fall. Echo, this is, this is a weird one, but I just need you to do a take the risk and take a, take a plus two plus any crew themes that are left that you can use on it take tight like that too the help would count as two yeah oh yeah take tight like that from cadence mm -hmm. for a power yeah. of eight oh, do Jesus. it somewhere you hear your your sword singing um where all right you hear your there sword it goes singing? 
15 power of somehow (laughs) through the power of friendship yeah comma somehow period echo you almost lost yourself in the maelstrom of voices of myths and stories in your head you are no longer though the siren you're no longer echo but you you remember your friends you remember the city that you knew you remember yourself but you're not echo anymore as your power expands outward dissipating from this room you have some options on what you can do as you become part of the weave of the city i am echo the white (laughs) echo what would you like to do with the fedoras that are here in the not just this room but in the asylum i want them what i imagine is i take all that energy and realize that and i look back over at cadence and baz maybe even in that moment just completely bright light surrounding all three of us and say this power is too much for anyone we should give it back and with that explosion outwards you see the fedora people just kind of like disintegrate and and filter back into the city jesus christ (laughs) you see all of the mist start to pull and pool into all these fun little energy balls that just scatter out towards the city towards whoever they belong to and you see what was this bright light now there's an emptiness and kind of like a pulsating echo of echo what about the huntsman oh with the huntsman give him his shit back echo give him his shit back so funnel the mist that was stolen from the huntsman back the huntsman you leave him here or do you put him somewhere else Oh, he can go far away. <laughs> Up on the docks. Bye. Out by the industrial dickness district. It's hard for the human mind to comprehend, but right now, Echo, who is not Echo, you are all of the city. You are everywhere. You feel the duality now of the city, the press of the mythos against the logos. You feel the press of the everyday against the story. You feel how it all connects to one another. You feel how it all connects out through existences, giving rise to creativity and innovation and new thoughts and new tales and new stories throughout the worlds. And you you know how to pull the strings of that to a certain extent. And so you are able to do so as you try to give back a little here and a little there as you try to keep some sense of yourself before you sort of diffuse throughout the city for a while, a being kind of like uh, Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Cadence and Baz and Ariel, you can... You can get something from Echo as well. Echo can grant this. Do you want to embrace your logos or your mythos? Um, I, I... You know what I want to do right now? Is on your, uh, I, I want to say, it's three months later. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> Where do we find Cadence and Baz? Uh, Baz is pulling on a rope. 
and bells are tolling. And he's not just pulling on one rope, but he's pulling on one rope and like leaping to another rope and and pulling on that one and then leaping to another rope and pulling on that one. And now we flash back to that moment of choice in the asylum. What happened? Has wanted to save his cousins and make sure that Hensley was taken care of and stay with his logos. But right now, Ariel and Cadence are there and an echo has just dissipated <laughs> in an explosive manner, rapid propagation you know, out across the city. And he needs to see his friends safe and the gargoyles that he summoned to, to come and break the, the orb in the first place come pouring down through the skylight in the atrium and they they just pick Ariel and Cadence and Baz up and take them back up through the skylight and to safety. Cadence, it's three months in the future. Where do we see Cadence? I think that Cadence um, also would have leaned more into her mythos. And I think that um, there are rumors in the circles that follow music and musical performances in the city. There's this one band that doesn't perform super often. Um, but if you catch them at the right time of night, and if you get the uh, meet and greet just right, you might get to meet Cadence. Because I don't think she makes too many appearances in public anymore. But um, I think that when there's someone in the city who is particularly who is particularly widely loved, there's the noise of traffic in the streets. And uh, everyone knows that uh, that's the uh, that's the coach coming for them. And this now is a city where there is still mist. It still falls from the sky. But there are also a lot more stories in the roads and the alleys. Sometimes those stories turn dark. Sometimes they have happy endings. But always there's the feel now that the city isn't quite as cold and uncaring, that somewhere, something, someone is watching and keeping a careful eye out. And sometimes, just sometimes, as you're walking down a street, as you are passing through the door of an old haunt, you hear a tune being sung. And that is the song of the city of mist. And that is season four of the season of mist. Thank you, Sojourners, for joining us in the dark. Water drips from the awning above the back door. Not mist, but real rain, falling from real clouds, lit from beneath by the dull orange glow of the city. Through the green room and the hallways backstage, the venue yawns, empty and dark. Quiet now, except for the muted shushing of raindrops on the echoing roof. Band members load the last of the gear into the rented van. No one speaks as they work, collars turned up against the weather, slamming the cargo hatch decisively shut and then gathering into an uneasy knot under the too small awning. I'm watching them as they try to decide how to say goodnight, thinking about the easy way we used to banter, how we would have slotted ourselves comfortably into the tight space, scatting riffs or simply sharing a cigarette in silent satisfaction of a show well played. Now their postures are wary, hands in pockets, eyes not meeting each other. Sure you'll get home okay, says Devon finally. Oh, yes. 
The dark streets shine with reflected lights, the hum of the slumbering city at its quietest. I feel myself smile slightly to think of the empty pavement, the echoes between buildings, the ways open and inviting. Hey, Devon tries again. Next time you write a song, Cadence, could you at least make it good? The teasing tone is forced at first, but he looks up at me and suddenly I notice a rising flicker around him. I realize there's color in his cheeks and a twinkle in his eye, roguish, provoking, inviting me to chase, and I have a feeling he'd be laughing the whole time if I did. I let myself smile for real and elbow him. Yeah, they did seem kind of quiet after that one. Tell you what, if we need someone to invent happy fun metal, we'll come to you, all right? Someone else laughs, and the unspoken tension releases us from our silence. Devon's turned away, but if I look from the corner of my eye, I can see traces of an afterimage around him. He rubs the back of his neck as if he can feel it tickling there. He turns back as the rest climb into the rental, and his face is serious now, and searching. But what you wrote about... Weird stuff does happen sometimes, right? I consider. Sometimes it's hard to finish writing a song like that until you know how it's going to end. But if you're ever looking for a good place to start, I know a nice, quiet library. The rain splashed down on my face and shoulders as I stepped out of the bell tower and onto the parapet. The rain hit me, but for the first time and as long as I could remember, not the mist. The lights from the city twinkled clearly up from below, showing the crooked pattern of the streets. Even the air seemed to move more freely without the mist to smother it. Sometimes I thought I could hear Echo's voice in the wind. I couldn't save them, but maybe, with what they had done to keep some of the chaos from the stories in check, they were saving us. Noise inside the tower stole my attention from the city. The kids played among the dangling ropes, laughing again now that they were free of Hensley's church. A bell tower might not be the most conventional home for the youngsters, but it beat the abandoned subway station that had been their last den. With Hensley gone, no one had objected when I came for them, so here we were. Giving one of the stone gargoyles a pat on the shoulder, I came in out of the rain. Helplessly watching the fight, I felt offered a choice. To become completely that mythos of a girl in a vibrant red cloak, luring the monsters to her, becoming their prey and then their doom, or to remain Ariel Farouche and return to my life. As Ariel, I rely upon the strength of this archetype, and I can even now feel the pull of the huntsman drawing me to him. But... Did I want to surrender my existence to forever play out this ancient story? I felt I knew the story. I have already lived it. It will live on in the universal fabric of things without me. I want to live a life that I don't yet know the end of. So here I stand, back on this rooftop, musing to myself. It isn't raining now. There are breaks in the clouds where the sun shines through, and I close my eyes and let the warmth of one sunbeam press upon my face. The city is not so much different now, but it is so much different now. The rain and fog come and go. They are not as oppressive. And somewhere, I think, just barely at the edge of my awareness, 
I hear a song weaving through the streets of the city. Maybe it's time for all of us to sing. The Gothic Podcast is a horror and humor actual play audio drama produced by C. Patrick Nagel and Goblin Brook Manor LLC, starring C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery Lafournaise, Jesse Baldwin, Eric Halbert, and me, Kirsten Valerie. Our logo was designed by Jared George Art, and our theme music is by Zoe Hovland. We stay afloat thanks to you, so if you can, please support us on Patreon and follow, like, and review us on iTunes and all our social media platforms. Thanks for joining us in the dark, Sojourners. C-I-T-Y-O-F-M-O-I-S-T. <laughs> oh, my God.